0: From the Ron McKee Free Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Coach Johnson talks to us about how taking care of your own health is the most important thing you can do to prolong your high-level career, how giving back to the community drives him in his service endeavors, and why it's important to be a great person for not only your athletes, but administrators, coaches, and family. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's global director of performance and education, Coach Mike Bewley. Coach Bewley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward.
1: Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was to try to get a crack into this this profession. And uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me.
0: Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today I am joined by Coach Matt Johnson. He is currently the head strength conditioning coach for men's basketball at Butler University. Prior to this, he was the director of strength conditioning at George Washington University, and he's also had stops at Montrose Christian School, Boston College, and Bryant University. Welcome to the podcast, Coach.
1: Hey, thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your role at Butler?
1: Yeah. So my uh, my role here, I'm going into my fourth season, and. Uh, I'm the director of men's basketball strength and conditioning and uh, oversee sports science. We use a uh, GPS system called Connexon in, com- in communication with our registered dietitian, Lindsay Langford. Mm. She does a fantastic job and obviously uh, coordinating rehab um, treatment schedules with our director of sports medicine, Ralph Reef.
0: Mm. That's great. And. Since you've gotten to Butler, how did you go about creating, I guess, your style or, or your culture with, within the weight room? Because I know, you know, going from one school to another, it could be – you, you got to adjust to your team. Was it a big adjustment going from G-Dub to, to Butler or was it something that was right in your wheelhouse?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a good question, I think – A lot of times as strength coaches, we tend to focus on the athlete. And that's what, you know, as performance coaches, we're directed to increase performance. And I think sometimes we forget that they're people first. Mm -hmm. And so wherever I've been and whatever transition I've made is I've always focused on that day one. And I always talk to the team. And so when I got the job here, you know how it's a quick turnaround. I think it was a week later. and flew out here and uh, I met with the team and we didn't do a training session. There was an hour conversation. We talked about expectations, my background, my why, you know, Mm -hmm. my purpose, my greater purpose of why I do this. And um, basically the journey that we were going to go on together. I think that's really key. And, and um, obviously that I wasn't always doing that as a young coach, Mm -hmm. you kind of just learn and, And I was just talking to people in terms of exercises, sets and reps right away. Mm -hmm. And I think the relationship aspect is so key when you're starting with a new group, even with a new staff. I think that's really imperative. is getting to know the staff and, you know, what your philosophy is and just how excited you are to be a part of the program and and instill your impact on on the group.
0: I, I think that's great. And Where in your previous experiences, either at at George Washington or any of the other places you're at, like what a part of those experiences best prepared you for what you're at at Butler right now?
1: Yeah, no, I think in the in the world of high performance or in the world of strength conditioning, I've always loved the challenge, Mm. right? The challenge of getting a team prepared to compete on game day and be at their best. And and obviously there's a lot of factors that go into winning. And I've always just tried to fill my my bucket as best I can. And, you know, at at GW, we were were blessed with some really good players for the Atlantic 10 level. And um, we saw success and then those players graduated and then we had – Five, six, seven newcomers, and then you basically start fresh. And um, I think that prepared me for when I came here because it was all new faces and and, and everything. But um, you know, I also think too is um, my role here is a little bit different than my role at GW, where mm. my focus every day is I come into my office, I fire up my computer. I see my emails and I focus on these guys, mm. right? My, my focus was different at GW where I entered the office and maybe within three minutes of me sitting down at my desk, I have to put out a fire with one of my assistants mm. and maybe That's a true. problem with one of their teams or something with the head coach or a, a a spur of the moment meeting with the athletic director or the director of finance and budget. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that, that, you know, you are molded through your experience and it's just like books you read as a strength and conditioning coach, right? You read this book, you read that book and read this book over here. Right. Mm-hmm. And then what you do is you kind of just blend it and melt it into one thing. And that becomes your program. Yeah. Well, every step in your journey as, as a coach, you'll find that, right? So who I am today isn't just what I do at Butler. It's also what I've done at Boston college, Bryant university, George Mm. Washington, Montrose Christian. I was an entrepreneur. I have my own LLC training business. Mm. And it's just fascinating how it all just kind of comes together for you.
0: Definitely. No, I think, I think that's, it's great that you're able to draw on all your experiences. And I think that's good for other coaches to hear, you know, everything. Yeah. I definitely know what it's like to have to put out fires when you get to the office (laughs) and and a lot of, it's not even strength and conditioning. It's like administrative stuff. So, and I think it's good that you're able to take it all in stride and, and realize at least in hindsight now, like, all right, it played a role in helping me develop in, in who you are and, you know, with your own business and your own training business, I know recently you had shared on your, at least Instagram is where I mostly tune into what you got going on uh, about your personal journey into like your own personal health. And I think that's important. And I wanted to see if you can talk a little bit about that because, you know, I, I, I know what it's like to be you know, in that captain's chair, or maybe not, you're not an assistant. So, and as assistant, normally you got your teams and then you can work out, but you know, you, you I know you're married, you were, you know, you're leading the charge on, on numerous different fronts and it's easy to forget about your own personal health and wellness. So I wanted to see if you can talk a little about what it was like to, and you were open and and very open about it on on social media. And I think that I think it took a lot of courage to be like, Hey, you know, I'm not perfect, but look, I'm doing something about it. So, uh, how did that come about?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny where, you know, there's, there's, I think you take life for granted Mm. and then something happens a moment in time and then you realize how fragile life is Mm. And, and, For a large portion of my life, I was healthy and, uh, go to the doctor and routine checkups. And it kind of just became this thing up, go to the doctor, right? Mm. It's going to be all right. And one time I went to the doctor and, you know, he walked in, he kind of had that look on his face and I, and I knew right away something was wrong. And I found out I had really, really high blood pressure and high cholesterol. Mm. And so kind of the double whammy, Right. Right. And for me, I have a history of heart disease in my family, and that shook me. Mm. And I realized, like you know, the course of my year, my years doing this next next season will be my fifteenth year doing this. And I've I've always put my athletes first. And I think, as most passionate coaches do, right? We all do that. Right? Mm. And and what I realized at that moment in time is I had left myself behind. Mm. Right. And so I wasn't taking care of myself first. I was taking care of my athletes first and I don't want people to take that out of context, but you need to have yourself, right? If you don't have yourself, you don't have your health, you don't have your, your your mental and physical capacities. Mm. You can't help your athletes. Right. Right. And so the same advice that we give our kids is advice we have to follow. Right. And so, ever since then, I mean, that happened six years ago. I've been on this mission to, um, just live the best life I could possibly live. Mm. And that is not just me physically, but me mentally. Right. And so making sure that I sleep, making sure that I find time for meditation, find time to get outdoors. I love hiking, just the, the release and, and and what that does for my mental, I love it. I've right? mm. gotten into uh, rucking, uh, yeah. go go ruck. yeah, yeah. Um, I dig it, man, it's awesome. But, um, and, and and because it happened to me, I, w- I would say this to a lot of, I know a lot of our listeners are younger coaches. Is you're not invincible, mm. right? You think you're indestructible you think you can do the 12, 14 hour days and you brag about it and you wear it as a badge of honor and you're proud of it. Believe me, I said that. I said those same things and I'm out grinding the other coach, hmm. right? I'm always here, right? And what, you're, what you realize is by doing that, it's slowly, slowly, slowly grinding you down Mm. right and so how can you do your job which is building athletes up when you're the coach grinding yourself down breaking yourself self down right doesn't make sense right right and so ever since then i feel like my quality of work my body of work has been better
2: Mm.
1: um just my energy and excitement at work, right? And I think that's really a large part of what we should do is whenever our athletes enter the gym is we should be so excited and energetic to coach them, right? Instead of, hey, man, I got four hours of sleep last night and I didn't eat breakfast Mm -hmm. and I'm tired,
2: right?
1: I think right there, you've broken a fundamental rule of what the responsibility is of being a coach. And, and so my, that's my advice. I know that sounds maybe a little out there for some people and some people might call me soft, right. For saying, for, for saying this, but, um, you only have one life, live your best life and that will allow you to do your best job at the, at the workspace.
0: Uh, I, I think that's some really profound advice. And I think it's I'm I'm lucky enough to run this podcast and talk to a lot of coaches and some of them they're older or even retired. And to hear them say exactly what you say, like you gotta take care of yourself. Cause if you don't take care of yourself, you will not be able to take care of your athletes. And then like you said, it might just be one day you go up to the doctor and they're like, yo, like if you do not fix this, like it's going to be a problem. And and it, you also acknowledge the fact of, you know, you know what it's like to be the younger coach and, you know, saying I'm gonna outwork you. And it's just a, a perspective change. And I hope the more mature younger coaches can listen in and be like, all right, I'm just going to stand on the shoulders of, of the giants and, not make the same mistakes to hopefully have a better quality of life versus like, I, I hope not too many of them are going to be thinking you're soft because you're not, <laughs> you're not. I would, I would also add this too, is
1: just because you say no, doesn't mean you're not committed. Mm. And this strength conditioning thing, man is a 24 hour machine. Mm. If you let it run that way. Right. So If you don't tell your athletes, hey, send me a text message before 10 p.m. Because after 10 p.m., I'm probably not going to text you back because I'm getting my Z's. Right. 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 And it's okay to say no. Mm -hmm. And I would tell my staff that all the time. If they're listening, they're probably not in their head. Is fill your role, fill your responsibility. If there's things that you cannot do, right? Right then tell people that Mm. I think they would respect that out of you is you're telling the truth. Right. And because you're always going to have athletes texting you, Hey coach, can I get in on a Saturday and do an extra session or, Hey, can you stay late? I know you got a, you got a session at four that wraps up at five. Like, can I get a, a quick one in before you head out? And then you don't make it home for dinner. Mm -hmm. to spend that time with your kids or your, or your significant other. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, uh, delegate the responsibility accordingly. And I think in order to do that, you have to say no, if you always say yes, that's another thing too, that will grind you down.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I think that you're absolutely right. And I, I, I've been in issues before, you know, I was the, the first strength coach at MSU Denver and, been building up to eight years and i know what it's like to have to you want to say yes and be there for everybody but you know it, it wears on you and you know it's definitely something i think that's some good advice you know that that you're giving to to everybody out there and you've been also pretty passionate and outspoken on change and coaches for change and i know you're you're doing a like the ski machine for, uh, the car, co- like your cardio for the cause and everything you're very big on. I think it's good. You're big on things that are very impactful to like culture and, and to essentially, I mean, your athletes are watching your every move and they're seeing that you're about that life. So could you talk a little bit about what you got going on or, you know, what spurred you to, you know, follow those those passions of yours
1: yeah no I, I appreciate it it's um i don't know i i can't ex- i can't explain why it's just always something that's kind of been in my heart mm. is you know even in middle school and high school you know middle school i had a little lemonade stand i was raising money and in yeah. high school i was in fundraisers and doing the walkathon and dance danceathon. But, you know, people didn't really like my <laughs> dance moves. But
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I just have always wanted to have an impact greater than myself. And, and um, I think as people, fundamentally, we have to treat each other better. Mm. And, um, you know, I've spoken about that in terms of we as strength coaches, how we treat each other. And I think sometimes it's pretty bad and mm-hmm. um, scroll social media and it's disappointing. Yep. to to see how um, people are based on 140 characters, yeah. and they're attacking people's character. And I think that's wrong. And um, but for me, I just I just think this world, this place, it needs more love and less hate. And mm-hmm. so, all those things that I do is based on love and based on affection for other people. Um, some people that I don't even know. But I uh, feel good. I feel it inside that I'm 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 impacting somebody else's life in a positive manner, and that's all that is. It's is um kind of just who I am, you know, to the core.
0: And what's one way our listeners could tune into that specifically and see what you got going on, or best way that they can help you out for your cause? And let's say somebody's like, hey, I wanna I wanna be." next to you and helping you out with that what would you say is the best way they can find out about your most recent stuff or
1: yeah you know um my instagram handle strength coach mj wow. um, i just recently did a, a skiathon a on the skier yeah um, i raised money for toys for tots yeah, yeah. and raised over four thousand dollars and it was really cool to hear from uh, toys for tots just all the toys kids receive for for christmas right. i got some pictures Nice. And it was really, really cool to see the just the distribution and the donation kind of um, physically being held right. by kids uh, was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you could check out Coaches for Change. Um, it's a great organization um, fighting against systematic racism and mm-hmm. social injustice um, and just the education, educational platform that that has been has, has been just so powerful for me. Um, And, um, you know, you could, you could reach out to me via Twitter as well. I'm on, um, on that platform, strength coach MJ. And I would also say if they want to have an impact and help me is spread positivity, you know? Mm. And, um, and I think don't participate in the negative vibes and the negative energy. If, if you see, you know, something on social media and people just filling somebody's thread with negativity instead of gaining that clout and putting your two cents in, don't participate. Mm. You know, because I've I've all my personal belief is, and and I and I know I've had other coaches reach out to me in disagreement, and that's okay. Right. right, Is discussion is healthy for the profession. Mm. Okay. I I agree with that professional discussion is okay for the profession right? right but attacking somebody's character when you truly don't know that person I don't think helps any of us right because it's such a it's such a visible public platform right so think about when you tweet who sees that tweet your athletes you mentioned that right your athletes may see that tweet the staff members, the trainers, the other stakeholders, right? Other coaches at your university, your athletic director, mm-hmm. other colleagues, right? And so, so there's this blast radius, right? And so, what I've always thought is, if we want to be perceived as professionals, that includes social media, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, a lot of people coin the word "meatheads." Right. Well, they probably we probably do look like meatheads sometimes.
2: Mm.
1: Right. The way we interact with each other, the way we go at each other, the way we attack other people's character, right, doesn't look too professional. Right. And then we go and we then complain about our salary ranges and our benefits and the jobs. Right. It, mm-hmm. For me, it's always been very simple. It just adds up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, we can't go and complain that we don't get paid enough because we're high-level professionals. And then, consistently, time and time again, almost every day, almost every week, you scroll Twitter and you see some strength coach beef going on. Mm-hmm. Doesn't add, doesn't add up, right? right. Sometimes common sense is king, right? Yeah. <laughs> it dictates it should dictate everything you do, and mm-hmm. and so my thing is is you have a problem with that. Right. And I always did this kind of sidebar, but it, it, it um, relates to this conversation is when my staff, when I saw something that they were doing. Mm. Right. That wasn't correct. Maybe a cue. Maybe they were sitting in a session. I, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Right. They weren't standing. Right. Maybe they were sitting on a bench while they were training their team. Right. I would never go up to that coach in front of their athletes and tell them that they were doing something wrong because I always felt like that destroyed their credibility. Right. Right. So if you feel, if you feel like another coach is doing something maybe against your beliefs or it's against the grain or whatever, send them a direct message, go on the staff directory of the university, find their email, mm. And have a private conversation. Yep. If you do that, then you are acting like a
0: professional. Mm. So I, I think, I think that's great. And boy, do I know uh strength coach Twitter can be a pretty gnarly place sometimes. So um, I, I think that that's very, very in, important to not only, you know, what you're involved in is, is something that you've always b- been interested in and being spreading positivity and helping out other people. But like you said, you got to know that everything you're involved in has a blast radius and you need to know who's watching and, and make sure it's in in line with everything you you have going on. And I think that that's great. And you, if you have mentioned your, your staff before, and I know you had, you know, quite a staff at GW and whatnot, when you're going to hire somebody what are you looking for on your staff uh, and what is uh, you know for like the other coaches looking in and you're you're a, uh, you're a hiring manager and you're the one setting these kind of standards what are you looking for when you bring somebody on your staff
1: yeah somebody that has a different skill set than me mm. and also a different skill set than my other staff members Mm -hmm. And I always wanted that um, spectrum in terms of people, in terms of the philosophical spectrum. We're not on just the same dot. We don't live in the same space, right? We may be close to one another, but we coach a different way. We believe some different things. And I always felt like that kept us on the edge, Right. Mm. And that kept us always improving because of our of our staff meetings. We would sit in a room and we would audit each other's program and we would bounce ideas off each other and, and we would learn from each other. And and I never wanted to create um, robots mm. or clones of me. I always wanted to create um, young up and coming, right, up next coaches. Mm. Right. I was always I viewed that as a part of my responsibility as the director, and, and you know, that's not on the bullet point list of the right. you know the human resources job posting is create other strength and conditioning coaches. Right. right. But we, as um, strength strength conditioning coaches, should know that we're all we got. Right. And so, coaches create coaches, mm-hmm. and so. That's, that's the apprenticeship of this whole thing, right? And so you work, you work, you work, you learn, you, you, you follow some master coaches, you see how they do it, and you just continue to, to develop and grow, right? And then you acquire the skills to then one day have a staff of your own. And then you should do the same thing, right? To that staff. So then now Chris Hayes, Who's now a, the director at Coppin State mm. can do that with his staff, right? And so we talk about the the growth and the the future of strength conditioning, and it's on us. Mm. It is completely on us, right, to grow and and mature our staff to be high level, be elite, and then have a staff of their own.
0: We'll be right back. Flex is the latest product to enter the velocity-based training market. Developed by the team at GymAware, Flex is the only laser-based system available. And it's this unique technology that makes Flex the most accurate and reliable barbell tracking product in the sub $500 category. That's right, you heard it. Sub $500 barbell velocity tracker. And that's easy to use. It's wireless and yes, it's portable. It's specifically designed for individual use with its own social platform and automatic training log. Flex captures all the critical performance and technique metrics that people demand from a VBT device. Velocity, power, bar path, range of motion, and even bar position. Live feedback is delivered through the Flex app on every lift and all the data is automatically stored for review. Find out why VBT is such a powerful training method and what separates Flex from its competition at FlexStronger.com slash VBT future. Again, that's FlexStronger.com slash VBT future. I think that, that's powerful and I know you know I, I'm big on that too especially with all my interns and every day I got going around me is you know I think it's good to know that there's some other high level coaches out there that you can be in their corner if, when they move on from your program and it's it's crucial you know we are all we have and we shouldn't be trying to tear each other down too often you want to make sure you know you help you know mold the future of our profession and I think that's that's important and you also touched on know two things on you know what it's like you're helping out or hiring the the younger coach but you also said you know when you get into your position where you're hiring and i think that's also another important you know question i ask is i guess what advice would you give to that strength coach who's a first-time director you know you it's everybody knows what it's like to be a full-time assistant and work your way up but and you want to sit in that chair but you know, I would tell my staff and my assistants all the time, it's like heavy is the head that wears a crown, or like it's just one a whole different thing when you're up there and you're responsible for everybody. Um, you know, what's some advice you'd give to that coach that finds himself in that chair for the first time?
1: Yeah, uh first thought that comes to mind is you were never fully prepared for any job. Mm. No matter. Your experience, where you've been—I mentioned that earlier in our conversation—but every place is different. Mm. And my my greatest advice is that first year, you're learning how to do the job at that place, mm.
2: right?
1: And then your second year, you're doing the job at that place. Mm. And I think that's really key—is it just assess your surroundings, the people, right? The inner workings of just how it works and how it operates. And, and so I go by three things, look, listen, and feel. And feel is something that you can't really describe. Everybody's feel is different, right? And, you know, one thing when I got to GW, I, 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 my feel was that we needed some major overhaul in the energy and excitement of our coaches. Mm. It wasn't our athletes. It was our coaches. And what I found was it was, it wasn't that they were opposed to strength and conditioning. It was a, it was a knowledge-based thing. Mm. So we held head coach meetings, one-on-one conversations with me. We would talk training. We would talk annual planning. We would talk sport demands I would ask questions, hey, how do you want your athletes built to fit your system and fit your team, right? And so all that takes feel, right? And you develop it over time, the feel component. But uh, you you have to evaluate and you have to assess your surroundings. One of the worst things that you can do is step in and, all right, here I am, Matt Johnson. There's a new sheriff in town, everybody. Mm. Okay. And then you demand and you think that everybody's going to march to the beat of your drum and you're coming in hot. Like, I'm not saying coming in hot. I'm saying coming in lukewarm and then over time turn up the temperature. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and that advice comes from me <laughs> learning that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in terms of just, uh, you know, uh, I learned that at the private sector when I had my LLC It's yeah. like, you know, initially when a kid signs up for 20 training sessions, they don't want to know about the big words. They don't want to have an exercise physiology class. Right. A lot of that is just getting to know Johnny and why he likes playing basketball. Right. Right right? And then over time, session 10,
0: session 15, session 20, yeah, we're getting into training now and we're turning up the heat. No, definitely. Now that's great advice. And I've definitely been on that end too, you know, thinking you're the baddest dude in, in, <laughs> in the building and then, you know, athletes see through it quick and they're, they're able to know like, Hey, come on, man. Like you said, just treat me like a human being first. And like, then ramp it up. And as, as, as you progress and get to know your surroundings now, what's some advice you do for the younger coaches and not like I said, the younger in age, but the younger in the profession. So maybe they just got done with an internship or maybe they're a, a graduate assistant. They're in, you know, the thick of when you're trying to establish yourself, you know, they haven't had a full-time job yet and they're still working on our you know, way up in our profession. What's some advice you'd give to the younger coach?
1: Uh, stick with it. Mm. And we all go through the uh, valley of disappointment. And uh, if you haven't read atomic habits by James, James clear, awesome, awesome book about what it means to truly get better at something. Mm -hmm. And that's what our career is, right? Is we think that we're going to do an internship and then there's going to be three jobs in our inbox, right? right? And then you go through the disappointment of, man, all that time I put in interning, that's a waste. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is never a waste. Experience is never a waste. The relationships is never a waste, right? And so I, I was so grateful that I had mentors that kept me in it kept me fighting, kept me grinding. Right. And, uh, kept me believing too, you know, that, you know, my hard work was going to pay off and I was working for something and eventually it was going to happen. Right. That stone cutter quote, right. It wasn't the first blow that split the rock in two, right. It was the thousands, mm-hmm. right. Eventually your repetitions will build up and it will show its face and, it'll be the opportunity for you. And I would, uh, I would, I would tell them that. And I would also say, um, get to know other coaches. And I know people are probably listening like, Oh, great, man. like, that's awesome information. Like, Whoa. Like, yeah, yeah. but you think about it, right. Is like simplicity wins. Right. And we talk about how the basics are so important in terms of programming. And I think the basics are really important in, in your career building. Mm-hmm. And we read all these books and we throw throw them on our bookshelf and, and you think about this, all the books you've read and the listeners out there, think of all the books you've read and how often the information is recycled. Mm. And you read one book and you read another. and It's like, Oh, I just read that in a, the other book I've just read. Right. Right. And you know, what's cool is of all the coaches I've ever connected with is, is there's very few common conversations they're all different in their own aspect and that's awesome you know is is you're getting in the trenches information from other people that are figuring it out and we talked about the challenge of high performance and who are also working through the challenges of building high performance Mm. and so i think connecting with other coaches man is is so crucial So crucial. And then from a network networking aspect, right? No connection is a waste. There's people that I connected with fresh out of grad school, right? When I was trying to get a job and I didn't get the job, but then I heard from years later and said, Hey, there's a position open here. And just so grateful that I was able to connect with that coach back in the day. Um, and, you know, I think the, the the one thing I would also say, that my last thing, my third thing I would say to young coaches out there is I think you go through a, a period of time where, um, you know, you kind of maybe have a little anxiety or you have a little bit of self-doubt that you're good enough. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, you know, where the leap of faith comes in is like you know you get into the arena and it's yours right you go from an intern to an assistant and for all those years you were really comfortable just setting up the weight room assisting with the head coach or the uh, assistant strength coach and then when you look out and you have 30 sets of eyes looking Mm -hmm. back at you it's a whole different thing yeah. because what you were doing for so long is you were probably standing in the back of that group, looking at the, the strength coach talking to the group. So you're just looking at one set of odds.
2: Mm.
1: Right. And so what I would say to younger coaches is you are good enough. You're prepared mm. to do this, stick with it, continue to grow, continue to develop and it takes time, just like anything, right? Skill and sport. You, you don't just start playing basketball as a four-year-old doing all these crazy moves. Mm. You start off swatting at the ball, right? Yeah, yeah. And same thing as a coach is is we talk about training age, right? Oh, that athlete doesn't have any training age. They need to start Joe Ken's block, block zero, Mm. right? Yeah. Well, same thing, you know, you have a coaching age, right? So just trust it. You got to start somewhere. You are good enough. And in time you're going to, you're going to be a high level coach.
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's some really great advice there. And it's, uh, it's always good to it's good to hear that, you know, definitely. I, I know what it's like to have been, like you said, we all start somewhere and we didn't all start who we are when we've, when we're getting our first internship. So it's always good to have that. Now, if you could pick up the phone and call Matt Johnson from five years ago, what would you tell him?
1: Man, that's a, that's a heavy, uh, that's a heavy question. That's a heavy question. Um, don't just be known as the strength coach.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I, I think, you know, it, this is kind of like the question, what is your dash, right? Like the year you were born and then mm-hmm. there will one day be, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the the day you pass away and you're no longer here. And, Mm. you know, I think for me, I just always want to be known as, you know, a great husband, Mm. one day, a great dad, a great friend, great colleague, and a great strength coach. Mm. And I don't want to just be known as great to my athletes. I want to be known as great to all those people that fill those titles. And, um, I think if I do that, I'll have a happy career. And I think that's yeah. what I'm, what I'm set out to do is, is of course, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm passionate about this, man. I, I oh, yeah. don't want people to take that out of context. Like I, I want to do this at a very, very high level, but I also want to do life at a very high level.
2: Mm.
0: No, I think that, I think that's great. And I, that's why I wanted to get you on here. And I know you have that, that perspective. Cause I, like I said, I've interviewed enough old timers, I guess, in our profession to say they wish they would have done things the way you're doing it. And, and for me, it's like, like, if I'm taking my idols or, or these legends in our, our field and they're telling me like, I should have done it this way, it's probably means we should do it that way, you know? Because <laughs> and, and I think it's, and I think that's the kind of perspective we need on here. And, you know, it's not, I know we get laser focused and we're always talking about dialing it in and stuff. But I think it's good to see a, a broad macro view, of just be a good dude, be a good person, be a good girl. Like be, a, be a good and be someone that your colleagues, your family and everybody wants to be around. And I think it'll show in your work as well as your life. And I think that's a really good perspective that you're able to bring to this. Now, um, What's something you got coming up in this next year that you're looking forward to, or you know, you have something, you know, strength conditioning wise, or or anything that you're you would probably tell people, hey, keep an eye on this. this is something you know I'm excited about.
1: Yeah, um, I'm going to be uh, working with Connexon, our mm. GPS company, and putting out some you know great analytics. That we've been working on and collecting over the last few years here at butler i think a lot of people um, it's not everything but i think it's great information that um, a lot of coaches will uh really see the demand of basketball and and mm. what these guys are asked to do and i think sometimes we don't quantify the game enough i know for me i hadn't in my career and uh it's been really um eye-opening in terms of you know when you to see the uh, the the jumps and the the sprints and the mileage and just the overall demand not just for one game but we're talking about a a twelve month competitive period it's mm. it's massive yeah and um you know I'm 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 really looking forward to sinking my teeth in here uh, with this group. Uh, we're going to be starting summer 2 which is our mandatory training camp for 6 weeks on June 28th and and uh that's MJ season as our guys would say. There you go. Uh you know so it's always it's always fun and um you know we'll we'll be we'll be putting in some work and working for something and hopefully that's that's something that is a Big East championship this year
0: so. Heck yeah, heck yeah, no, that'd be great. And I know you mentioned it previously your Uh, your Instagram handle, but what's the best way our listeners could tune into all the great things you got, not just strength, condition, sports performance, but also, you know, any of the, the work you're doing on on the side or just follow up and just, you know, you have to have a follow-up question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, um, please reach out uh, via my social media. Um, I think I mentioned that it's on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at strengthcoachmj and Send me a message. I always respond. I'm I'm big into that is I I had a lot of emails that weren't returned uh, when I was up and coming. So uh, just know that, uh, you know, no question, no comment is uh, silly. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And I think sometimes people are concerned about that when reaching out is I just love hearing from people. So, um, you know, please send me a message on that. I also have a website. at strength, strength coach concepts.com. Yeah. And it's an older site that I started back in 2012, 2013. It has a lot of old blogs and and videos and different, uh, different content on there. Um, I keep, Reminding myself that I need to get back uh, on the content creation train, but um, I just love conversations like this. And sure, but eventually sure. I'll, I'll get, I'll get back to the, to uh, throwing some information up on the website.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I feel it on that one too. I, I keep telling <laughs> myself I'll do something for somebody and I'm just like, ah, I'm good. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I appreciate you coming on coach. I I, I knew I had been seeing you know what you've been posting, and and I, I've you know followed you enough from GW and to where you are now, Butler, and I appreciate your perspective because I think that's if there's one way to keep coaches from being burnt out, and you know, I mean we saw it a lot within this last year in COVID, just coaches switching the profession or just going to private sector, just switching it up because it's a lot. And the, the best way, and like you said it today, is to take care of yourself and make sure everything's handled mentally and physically with you so you can have a better product and better productivity at, at your job. And I think that's, you know, I know what it's like to have felt invincible, and I also know what it's like to, like, be injured and, and you know, and get older and, and realize, like, yeah, you need a take care of yourself or else this doesn't last a long time. So I really appreciate that coach. And I know all of our listeners are going to really enjoy all the great advice you gave them and, you know, best of luck to you. And we'll everybody be watching, <laughs> watching, watching you guys out there. And hopefully with everything going on with the regular season coming up.
1: Yeah, no, I would, I would just like to include this is mm. um, for everybody to, you know, that's listening to remember this quote is, the big time is not a place. Mm. It's the state of your heart. And I think what we've talked a lot about is just live a happy life, man. And, you know, you can be big time wherever. You mm. can be big time at a middle school. You can be big time at a high school, college. For so long, I was in this career thinking the big time was the NBA mm. or professional sport, right? And if you if you look at my resume, I've... I've been all around i've done it all and um you know the 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 one thing i can say is i was big time at the high school level because i was happy Mm. and i'm big time here because i'm happy right but if there becomes a moment that because of a job right and you may think look at this logo i'm at the big time but you're not happy outside of work Mm. you're not at the big time so always be happy live a happy life
0: Great stuff. I mean, yep. And and I'm learning to, and learning to embrace that. And I even told my interns today, cause they're asking about where do I go for GA? I was like, where are you going to be happy? Like, you know, look at the location. It's not about the logo or the money. I mean, it could be about the money if they're going to give you more of a tuition waiver or whatnot. But I was like, look, you just gotta be happy. Cause if you're happy, you'll be, you'll be set. So I think that's, 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 great coach. And I really appreciate it and good luck to everything you got going on this year.
1: Okay. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on.
0: For sure. Team builder is the premier strength and conditioning app for teams and private facilities used by more than 2,500 organizations around the world. Performance coaches can write training programs online for athletes to access on their mobile app or on tablets in the weight room. You can even print individualized workout cards of your programs directly from their systems right now when you start a 14-day trial use promo code chalk that is promo code c-h-a-l-k to access more than 70 strength and conditioning programs directly in your team builder account including four sports science questionnaire templates today coaches from around the country use team builders built-in questionnaire module to create COVID-19 pre-screening questionnaires sent to athletes daily. We've been using Team Builder at MSU Denver for several years now and cannot recommend them enough. Hewitt and his staff go above and beyond to help create an outstanding user experience for all the teams they work with. I have yet to run into a type of periodization or programming format that the staff at TeamBuilder cannot tackle and create. From asking around, it is clear more college and high school strength coaches use Team Builder more than any other training program available. Go to teambuilder.com and check them out. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.